0: Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat.
1: This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Jordana. I'm Sammy. And I'm Aileen. Lots to discuss. What's up, guys? How's life?
1: You know, it's okay. I am dealing with, um, Bruce has a backache and it's really, it's very, very sad to watch him just try to exist. Like right now he's doing this very, very sad.
0: How do you know your dog has a backache? Because he like, because I took him to the vet.
1: (laughs) Well, this has happened to him before. He can't like walk properly. It's very sad. So I've been giving him painkillers um Aww. and he is it's just very very you know upsetting but that's the big drama of my week what about you that's the big drama <laughs>
0: i guess it is dramatic
1: um most dramatic season ever
0: and to um have <laughs> been watching below deck from the beginning that's that's all what about you what do you about you jordana
2: yeah i watched all the stuff you guys told me to watch last week
0: <laughs> what do we tell you to watch i don't even remember you told me to watch Triangle of Sadness. Oh, say, oh, because Sam a little you. B-
2: and a little bit of the Sarah Lawrence stock, I, I watched a little bit of that. It wasn't that. Neither I, know, I, I couldn't get say, into
0: that one oh, although I, I watched it.
2: Yeah, it was like I I agree. It was like not, it didn't get me in the right place, but I did watch the Murdoch Netflix documentary and that was great. I thought that was awesome. I was like very it was like it delivered.
1: We should definitely talk about the Murdoch case because I mean right now I have the uh Closing arguments of the trial on mute. Uh, oh, wow. in, my, in my in my far distance, my TV. Um, it's honestly there is so much. I'm just annoyed that I've I've heard about the Murdoch case like years ago, but I'm annoyed you sent me with already. myself sorry. that I didn't. When did I? Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm just annoyed with myself that I didn't like fully take advantage of the years that I could have been following this and therefore been super entertained and gained like a lot of useless facts. But it's okay, I guess.
2: You mentioned this case to me like a while ago. Um, I think now it's like a huge thing in the Netflix documentaries. But I think you had mentioned it to me. And you had sent me an article about it. And I remember I was trying to read the article. And I was very confused because there were like so many different things happening and so many different names. And it was very hard to like, fully piece (laughs) it together into a coherent story. So I love the documentary because it really explained it all with, to me, it's like you get the visuals of all the people and all the faces. So to me, it made, it was much easier to make sense of what was happening rather than the article where there were like 75 different names and I didn't really know. It's like six different crimes. It was very confusing.
1: I don't remember which article I sent you, but also at the time of that article, like it wasn't. I think I probably sent that to you over a year ago or more because there was a point at which I got re- I got interested in it, but I was also too confused to like really stick with it. But I think that the trial and all leading up to it really clarified like what the deal is with this guy. And I just find it crazy that someone like this exists.
0: I The thing that I, I mean, I liked the documentary. I wasn't obsessed with it. What I didn't like about it, was that it spent so much time on the girl who died at like the hands of Paul. Mallory. Mallory, not like alex aka Alec. <laughs> like, I can't, did you i can't was get that, past that was that yeah. not so annoying i was like why does my c- closed captioning say like alex his name they keep calling him alec or elec sometimes and then i noticed that his name was actually alex and then i'm like wh- why does he go by elec that's not even there's no reasoning to it
1: but, i tweeted that question i have an answer oh what the is answer it? is that um somebody said that it's like a it's kind of like a dialect thing. Oh, it's just like a I pronunciation.
0: Assumed. Alec. It's Alec. Alec. like Alec. 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 The thing that, Alec. Alec. I get I mean I get what, maybe why the like Mallory Beach's murder was shown so much because, you know, she was like a pretty blonde girl who died, innocent blonde girl who died. And, you know, America loves that to get hooked into a story. Um But I thought that they like glazed over so much of what Alec <laughs> did. And that was like episode three out of three, you know?
1: Well, I think that it's more about, I think what they were trying to do was set up, Well, because A, Paul, who ended up getting murdered, is the one who killed her, right? I, I think know. that this was more about setting up the vibe that this family had extreme impunity in a way that was I, that I think is hard for people who don't live in a community like this to like fully grasp. Yeah, because I think we're used to seeing like criminal impunity and like people who get away with this kind of shit is not unheard of. But I think that most of the time when we hear these stories, it's about like people in finance or like tech and like
0: right, like but not you know, murder.
1: And it, it could, even if it's not murder, whatever it is, it's like if people are acting in this way, it's like they people who can get away with anything. But I think we don't often hear like a blockbuster story like this with such a southern twang, if you mm-hmm. will. Like this mm-hmm. is what it looks like to be able to get away with anything in a small town in South Carolina rather than being like a really successful banker in the financial district. In the low so, country. Yeah. And I think that it... That's also what I find like it's so vivid to me. The vibe of the their their lifestyle is like so fascinating. Um, I, I wish, think that just like really makes it. Very, I wish they
0: went even yeah. more into like all of the money that he embezzled. Like they, I feel like they just there was one. If you missed that second of the documentary, look down, you would have missed that the, he was fired from the law firm that his family owned for generations after generations because he they suddenly realized he's been embezzling money. You know what right. I mean?
1: Well, it's sort of like in his list of crimes, you got to right. kind of put that low on the list because,
0: you I know, know but he it got was all these big... murders
1: that he's arranging. I know, but it was, allegedly. A par-
0: it was a huge part of his like fall from grace, which made him like no longer, you know.
1: Legitimate. In the-
0: yeah, no longer legitimate and like now open and vulnerable to be prosecuted like a regular murderer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah
2: right I mean I guess the painkiller thing part, it, it seemed to me like they don't really like know that much yet about all the other stuff that he was like the the boat accident was probably like even though again that wasn't really investigated properly at all Um, I think that was the most like straightforward thing that they had the most information on so that's probably why they also focused on it because they like it, it's a very clear like it's kind of clear what happened there and the, the rest footage. of the stuff right the rest of the stuff is still kind of like Being investigated or trying to like make a full case for, like, we haven't. I think if there was already, if the trial was already over and you could like then analyze like all the different sides and the evidence, and like they probably don't know all that stuff yet. So, to me, that's probably why they haven't deep dived into that. But I would, I would love to watch a follow up documentary
0: after that trial is
1: over. Yeah.
0: So, what's going on in the trial? I haven't been following the trial.
1: So, I've been following not intensely closely but I've been following in general and I think actually they just replaced one of the jurors or they're going to replace one of the jurors because they so right now it's closing arguments but they're you know obviously the jury's going to deliberate soon they're replacing one of them because apparently they were going around like talking about the case um to other people which you're not really supposed to do obviously it's very much public at this point so that's a unique situation um basically he took this Alec <laughs> took the stand um to defend himself which I think was against the recommendation of his lawyer and probably most d- attorneys would would yeah, not recommend that Yeah as we know that. from every
0: Everything. documentary we see you don't mm-hmm. yeah. you but don't honestly, go like, on the stand
1: <laughs> Honestly to me like I think taking the stand was smart I think he's going to be found not guilty And part of the reason for that is because I think that he has created enough, like, confusion slash sympathy slash – Sympathy? Yeah, for his, like, addiction. Like, I think that he has – I think that he has uh, sort of given people, uh, like, a reason to – they have to find him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. And I think that he has given people enough to cling on to. With, with his testimony and the way that he conducted himself for there to be more than reasonable doubt in the, the minds of jurors, to be honest with you. And I like, if you're looking, if they're looking for like, just, we need some doubt, I think he achieved that. Right. Well, it's also, I mean, he is a
2: lawyer. So he knows, if he's, on, I think if anyone would be on the stand, it's like, let's put the person on the stand who's seen this stuff a million times and knows what to say and what not to say and how to not get tripped up. Like, I'm sure... If there was anyone to put on the stand, it would be someone who, like, gets out of shit for a living.
1: Also, it's beyond that. Like, he, I think, was known to be very manipulative and, like, able to talk his way out of stuff and, like, very just savvy at getting out of trouble. And that's why I think, like, yeah, he – it took – the the he testified, like, a week ago. So, yeah, it was, like, last week. It was last mm-hmm. Thursday that he was doing his testimony. And he's doing this, like, sob story about, like – Mags and Pawpaw and the chickens and the hens and the you know we have all the dogs that are at our our place and like it just all felt very like so um down home that I just feel that the, the and the other pieces did that you buy it? By- No, i don't buy it but i am not thinking about whether i bought it i'm thinking about whether the the jurors from his own town where he has a lot of power historically and people are probably like a little scared of him regardless of if he is a murderer that i think he just like the whole act was it worked i think it worked
0: 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliyei was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest, and how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after. Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small.
2: When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com Betches.
0: Or maybe they're not scared of it. Maybe they're finally glad that the Murdochs have somebody's somebody is getting in trouble for everything that they've done year after year. like, like they have because you you saw that in the documentary that people were like, finally, someone is standing up to this family finally. And like there was all of all of the rumors about the fact that he they had killed the, the, the Paul or the brothers Buster. <laughs> I couldn't get over the fact that he was Buster also because I was thinking of Rest Development. But Buster was involved uh, uh, in killing that other guy, right? And like everybody knew, but nobody said anything and they got away with that. And the fact that they also like, Paul didn't get in trouble for Mallory Beat, like all of that was maybe they're like secretly like, oh, this is our time to get him. Yeah, I feel like he's a very unsympathetic character.
1: I know what you mean from our perspective, but I'm trying to, I'm thinking about like from the perspective of like someone who's in this culture. Yes, there are going to be people who are like, yeah, I hope he gets his, but there's also going to be people who are like enamored by the power and the family and they're going to want to see him as possibly innocent or just feel too guilty, be like, I wasn't sure and I couldn't put an innocent, potentially innocent man in jail. That's the vibe I think that because the jury isn't like us it's not like people from new york flying in for the jury it's like their immediate circle kind of and i don't know i just feel that he i would be surprised if every jury if every juror is willing to find him guilty
2: i'm i'm also sure someone in that family is like trying to like work on the jury members like to make them find him innocent yeah, like uh, maybe there's some like bribery or something going on there. Like that to me seems like what like from what you see in the documentary, something that they would not be incapable of and definitely would try um and probably yeah. like it would be like more surprising if they didn't try to turn the jury somehow like uh shadily. So I think that'll be interesting to see. I was also interested which they didn't go into, I guess cuz it's they don't really have enough information on that either like I would be interested to know like exactly what this like home life was like to produce a son like Paul Murdoch. And just like this this whole family just being like the skeevy scumbags that they are. Like clearly Paul Murdoch had like a very weird home life. And I want to know like a lot more about what was going on behind the scenes there.
1: Jordana, you should listen to um, Mandy Matney's podcast. She's the, like, lead reporter. She's the first – she's the person who I was following on this from the beginning. She knows, like, every detail. She has two podcasts. The first is, like, about the Murdoch – it's called the Murdoch Murders Podcast. And then she has Cup of Justice, where she works with two other people, and they are – they're doing this case, but then they're going to expand it past other things they said, at least according to what they tweeted, but to your point, I completely agree with you that they're going to obviously try to, like, work on the jury. My feeling on Paul's home life is, like, yeah, there's obviously so much more to learn, but I feel like they gave a pretty solid sense of how he was, like, raised by Gloria, who they then, like, made Killed? murder. Yeah. That is my... To me, mm-hmm. she's the most interesting murder, uh, potentially, because she's, like, close with him, and... Close with the son, not necessarily
2: right. close with the dad, though. Right.
1: But the mother, who's the one who they say maybe did it, she is like close. You know, she's she lived She wasn't she was living there, but she was like in their home for decades.
0: But then then but then also like, yeah, that murder was sus and messed up. But then the way in which Paul and the mom died is also so awful. Like, they were, like, hunted, essentially. And if he did that, or he and a hired man did that, it was two different guns, though. It would just be like, if this man gets off on, and he did that, that would just just be so horrifying. Because that's, like, a cold-blooded murder of your own immediate family. Like, this whole story is so fucked. Right. I also yeah, didn't really
2: believe that, like, it. that, like, they were kind of implying that out Al- that Alec was gonna like he staged the murder of him. He was gonna try to get himself killed for t- yeah. that Buster could have the insurance money. Like, that seems that was like a, a little too selfless for him. No,
0: no,
1: no, like no. He's gonna no. kill That's...
2: himself just for his son.
1: He wasn't no. gonna kill he was, himself. No, he wasn't killing himself. He was trying to stage that somebody. He was trying to like convince someone to help him kill himself. Like that. But really, he was going to frame that person for murdering him. That's what it was. Am I right?
0: Yeah. I was under the assumption that he was, you know, show like it was a part of his defense. Like when I saw that, I was like, this is me trying to get off on potentially being a suspect in this because now it's clear that, you know, I just wasn't. I just because I wasn't there. I didn't get got, you know, in that moment. And so somebody else is after our whole family.
1: So that's what he was trying to do with do to the public, yeah. But the guy who he was trying to get to do it, he was misleading this guy that he was going to help him like kill his drug dealer for this for the selfless reason. And then, but to the rest of the world, he wanted it to look like the drug dealer was actually murdering him.
0: It's all very confusing, and I mean, it makes sense from his
1: perspective.
0: Just seems dumb. I just don't I don't really get it. He also
1: does not seem well, I mean, he is smart clearly in some, but life. it's
2: kind of like you have like the i I agree. it's like sort of unclear if he's like this criminal mastermind because on the one hand, it's like, okay, he's a lawyer and he knows how to work the system to an extent. but on the other hand, it's like he was also on all this the all these pills. And so, like, how clear headed and smart could he have been I, if he's also under well, the influence of these drugs? Clear headed
1: versus he's taking. I th- actually think what he's doing is he's taking advantage of the way that the law, the law, allows people to get away with things because of how vague they are. Like, and that happens a lot. It's like if you can't necessarily like prove that something is, you know, a result of something else, then he's able to sort of just evade, you know, responsibility by
0: keeping it vague I get the sense that he is sort of like the idiot of the family like when even when they were showing the scenes or like the recreation of the scenes of them in the hospital it was with the grandpa it seemed like maybe the grandpa is the mastermind his dad he is just like dumbass who's embezzling funds from his own law firm, risking it all, doesn't give a shit. Drinking, clearly they were talking about like drinking is like part of the culture, which Paul was raised in and just helping like all the kids get away with whatever. But really, I don't think he is the mastermind. I think it's the grandpa and all the he was just he just got his law degree and made it made it in the law firm. I don't think that he's a smart guy the fact that he set up that dumb the the shooting right like the fact that those those like just random people driving by was like i didn't stop it looked like a setup to me (laughs) it was a sign that like oh this guy is not really together
1: what i mean is that he's just savvy at taking advantage of like ways to slip away from responsibility and getting caught by keeping things like confused like right like
0: confusing because he learned from his grandpa tad it almost seems like he's just like literally throwing
2: everything against the wall to see like what might might stick to get him out of this pickle (laughs) like like, yeah just like i'll throw like a a suicide but actually it's a setup for a thing and then like there's the insurance money and the pills and then the other like they kind of like let's see what like i can divert like you said like distractions and diversions and you're just like unclear about what's fully going on.
0: Even like the phone calls from prison when he was just like not talking about anything but like his winnings in jail for like his gambling. It just makes me think that he's just sort of like a kid. You know what I mean? Like he's emotionally immature and he's just like, this is, is, I just kind of do. He's found guilty of
2: being emotionally immature. (laughs) I was kind (laughs) kind of of confused also why... The property that they kept showing the like aerial view of like, why didn't they have a pool?
1: (laughs) Are you sure they didn't have any pool?
2: I didn't see any pools in the whole aerial view of like the whole thing i was just i just thought like they have so much money they have these boats this big they house of don't. guns they have this like plane or something
1: i think they were a helicopter or something Maybe
0: pool is not like the culture because they had like it was like a rant they had hogs
1: they don't care about tanning and laying out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they definitely don't look like they tan yeah
0: they don't they, yeah they have fair skin they're gingers <laughs> it's probably not good for them they don't put hogs and a pool it's not like the same vibe you know
1: yeah, it is. You think if you have like so much land, you could have like a hog area, and then you have like the pool patio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I right.
2: I'm sus-
1: I'm suspicious just based based on that fact. It
0: seems maybe unnatural. they had like a
2: pond.
1: Maybe but they had like a, natural in the pond? a marsh,
0: a lake, because it's in low country, which low I googled. Yeah. it's like it's all marshy.
1: It's and like below sea level.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll see what happens. It was watch okay. the documentary, people who are listening if you haven't watched it, it's only three parts. You could, it's like a, it's, it's like a long movie. Yeah, I was definitely documentary.
2: Like, I thought it was like captivating. Like I was very yeah. interested to find out exactly what was going I on. I wanted
0: to keep watching for sure, especially cause there's not that much content. And I'm rewatching Below Deck from 2006. <laughs> there's a lot of Bravo <laughs>
1: content out. It's very busy Bravo time.
0: It is, it's something every night. Every night, It's much. really great. <laughs>
1: This episode of at Betches is brought to you by Framebridge. Around our office, we have so many colorful framed art prints and photos. It creates such a fun atmosphere and gives our space that unique Betches character. I've been a long time user of Framebridge because anytime I wanna frame something, custom framing can be so difficult and expensive and they don't always have the sizes you want online if you wanna try to frame something yourself. So then your options are to bring something to an expensive framing store or leave it in your closet collecting dust but FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to get your special artwork and memories in frames so you can spice up your space with ease. Basically everything in my house has been framed by Framebridge. We got our wedding photos done immediately by Framebridge. We've hung a gallery wall. Framebridge is truly my go-to. They make it so easy to select a frame to see how they would look online. And they send you packaging so that you can send in the thing you want framed so that it won't get ruined. We all know that getting custom frames can be difficult, but Framebridge is easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. You can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a retail store if you need some guidance. You can either upload a digital photo for them to print, or mail in an item using their free secure prepaid packaging that I mentioned. Then Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or visit a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com.
2: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card?
0: There's a girl war. The girls it feels at like, war.
1: It almost feels like all of the, you know, pop, you know, the celebrity gossip platforms just kind of like needed to build some sort of Haley, Justin, Selena drama into their forecasts. So they had to create it so that they could make sure that they would get that, you know, on their content schedule this year.
0: Maybe. But it resulted in Selena getting off social media or like deleting.
1: Unforeseen insta
0: or tiktok (laughs) i feel like
2: she's always on and off though is she not she like goes on and then she goes off and then she comes like she's not this is not like she does this like fairly frequently i think where she takes like these breaks she does you're right
0: it was just i was thinking about it like i was looking at she she surpassed kylie Uh, we can talk about the whole what happened but she surpassed kylie in like the most followers and she used to have the most followers i guess it went down so she has something like 392 million followers on Instagram. And I was thinking about that. Like imagine every tiny little thing that you do gets seen by 392 million people that can't be good for your mental health.
2: I mean, and she's all about mental health. Kylie Jenner, just by comparison has 379 million. Oh no.
1: What will they do, sir? (laughs) I
0: think Kylie in, in a sense is like, knows how to use social media. You know what I mean? Like it's, I I doubt she's immune to like the mental health effects of it. But I think that Selena isn't like a social media, she's like a a performer. Like she's a singer, she's an actor. She's not like a social media girl, which Kylie is. So I think it's probably way harder on Selena.
2: You know, I find it to be odd that Selena has the most Instagram followers of anyone. Like I like her, as you know, not enough to follow her, but I'm kind of like, what, why is she the most followed more than anyone else? More no, than she's Kim not the most oh, is, of, of women. Of she, like all, of like the celebrities Ronaldo in her. Yeah, no, is I know. the most. I'm like, of all the celebrities like in her kind of like, the, 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 all the ones you would,
0: who you, you would think might be. Why is it her? Because she has a Latina audience too.
1: I think it's more that she got – she I don't know that this is 100% accurate, but it's possible that she got on social media earlier. And when you go on the platforms earlier, you're collecting followers sooner when the platform is like still nascent and people are doing like a lot of heavy following. So it could just be that like she was always one of the most highly followed. So it could be that she's sort of like grandfathered into always being one of the top followed people. Same with Kylie because Kylie was on it early too. But like why should Jennifer Aniston be less followed? You know, ad- that are significantly less followed than someone like Selena. Reality is that she started her account like way later.
2: Right. But Kylie at least knows it's like like you said she's like working social media, like she knows. I think she has a team that really knows what they want to see. Like Selena seems a lot more passive on it and still has all these followers. Like she has 100 million more followers than Beyoncé and it's just kind of like you would think like I think of Beyoncé as like more famous more accomplished in the industry, I'm just kind of like I just I guess I'm confused as
1: to why she has the most. That's why I think it's because of the platform. Thing.
0: Cristiano Ronaldo is has the most of anybody ever, and he's a soccer player. There's like the international. Uh, There's effect. more global There's following. More people, he's a really good to, soccer
2: player, right? Like the
0: best in his field. He, yeah, yes, maybe. But it's more that like also the people in every
1: country are following him. Yeah, and I Rather think Selena like, has.
0: I think Selena has more of a global reach
1: than. I think you're right about that.
0: Than Kylie.
1: I agree with that. Should we? Or okay, anybody let's, else. let's talk about Haley and Selena. Haley and Selena. Jordana, you are the uh, Selenaator here. Do you want to tell the story? Um. Yeah, I could tell the story based
2: on our detailed outline. <laughs> 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 um. So. Okay. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no, you're Hayley- straight. <laughs> okay.
2: No, okay, Sammy, do you want to want to? No, I can't. It? I okay. didn't
1: even follow this.
2: All right. So, Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez, who've been long been the subjects of internet drama scrutiny over both of their romantic ties to Justin Bieber, as we all know, seem to end rumors of a feud after their photo together that broke the internet this past fall, if you guys remember that, um, where I said it was kind of bullshit, so I didn't really believe it. And it turns out, potentially right. So... There's a series of recent online videos and a possible feud between the two stars. Back in January, paparazzi got a photo of Selena in a swimsuit while on vacation, which is met with a lot of body shamers. Selena is very vocal about weight gain, about medications from her lupus, responded to the since deleted video saying it's okay. It's okay. I don't let these things get me down. Be nice to everyone. Then there's this other thing where there's the TikTok of Hailey Bieber, Kendall Jenner and Justine Sky limp syncing to a trending sound. I'm not saying she's deserved it, but God's timing is always right. Seemingly making fun of Selena and the body shaming Pe- ordeal. People thought that that's what they were doing. Like, Yes. And- that's the, It seemed like they were like subtly uh, insulting her. So then there's like all the, the fans of both, of both groups are getting really enraged. Haley denies the accusation saying, I never comment on this type of thing, but we were just having a girl's night and did a random TikTok sound for fun. It's not directed at anyone. So the same day that Selena uploads this joke, kind of making fun of her eyebrows, Kylie and Haley upload something that's sort of like a zoom into
0: their own eyebrows. They were like FaceTiming and they, and they screenshotted it and posted of both of them zooming in into their eyebrows. And then they said...
2: And then Kylie says this was an accident when fans speculated it was further mockery of Selena. Since then, there's other videos and tweets that have surfaced showing Hailey Bieber as a mean girl, quote-unquote, specifically hating on Selena's uh, best friend, Taylor Swift, and edits of her copying Selena's every move, which leads to Selena, who has traditionally been very active on social media, tearfully announcing that she'll be taking a break from the apps over the weekend. Also, Jordan Woods, Kylie's ex uh, best friend the one who hooked up with Kristen, Tristan Thompson shared a video on TikTok live using Selena that. Gomez's rare beauty lip liner wow this means war I guess the girl the thing world that had, the thing that I had seen online which was um, which seemed like it was like a little bit Selena instigating was um, this old video of Haley Bieber kind of reacting to like um, she's on a video and someone mentions Taylor Swift and she goes like ah, oh. she like puts her like she basically like fake vomits or something. Um, And then Selena comments on the video saying that it was like messed up of something to that sort. That's what I had seen online.
0: Really? I didn't see that one. I mean, I don't think any of this is just like an accident. And it's just, I mean, okay. I think that up until this point, I really didn't think that there was like a feud between them and people were just sort of making it up. But this is giving me pause. (laughs) This is making me feel like the girl world is at war (laughs) and that they really are fighting. And the thing is, is that I've also saw people say that Selena doesn't really say like, stop talking shit about Haley. She just sort of just says, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Like she doesn't say like nobody diffuses it. They just defend their stance. They say I didn't do anything. You know, they don't call their fans down.
1: Yeah, they, no one ever really does that. And it's just, okay, here's what I think. I think they really hate Selena for some reason that we just have no clue about. And Selena really hates them probably for some, they're mean. They're clearly ganging up on her, like I mean, very obviously. Here's the
2: thing. It is not weird or unusual to make this somewhat relatable to the general population to not like your boy, your husband's yeah, ex-girlfriend totally. that he dated four months before you guys like got engaged right? That's not weird. Like it makes sense that Selena wouldn't like Haley and that Haley wouldn't like her. Even if they, even for no reason at all, other than like, there's this weird situation where they're dating the same guy within months of each other. And it felt very competitive. And I'm sure that Selena was very, was pretty like shocked and
1: probably hurt that Justin got married
2: pretty quickly after they had broken up. I agree with
1: that. But what is weird is that they are like making it public. As celebrities when, like, they can't fully control the result of what happens with that.
2: Like, they're that they're being so messy when, like, they should be more controlled because they're so, such huge celebrities having the most Instagram followers.
1: <laughs> yeah, Literally. because it can just spiral into, like, a whole other thing. Like, how did Jordan Woods get in here? You know, just because she wanted to she jumped get on. involved. She you just know? jumped
0: on the relevancy bandwagon.
1: Right. It's like you can't control – for people who are so PR conscious – when you do shit like this, it becomes out of your control, and that's what surprises me that they would. There's there's fuck just with
0: it. No way the eyebrow thing it was an accident slash coincidence. Zero,
1: or the TikTok sound now, because when you think about the eyebrow thing, in in retrospect, you're like, oh well, obviously the TikTok sound was instigating
0: too. Like, I believe nothing.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I mean, I do think there's probably this, like, clicky, like, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, maybe Nicola Peltz.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Um, Like, click versus the, like, Nepo babies, as I heard Selena somewhere had maybe mentioned that being her reference to them of the, like, Hayley Bieber, Kylie Jenner block.
1: Oh, well, then what do they think of their friends, Nicola, Nicola Peltz? How how can, how can Nicola Peltz be in their non-Nepo baby crew that is, like, the least... That makes no sense.
2: That is true. Uh,
1: well, she's also it's... the least
2: successful of them.
1: Can you imagine? They're like we're like the non-Nepo beam crew. Don't worry though. Like you're with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's truly. Is like wait, like me, and they're like no, 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 not like how you do it. You, you are like actually talented. Yeah. Kylie's out here just like copying Color Pop, but like you were amazing <laughs> in Bates Motel.
0: <laughs> it's just. All very interesting. The timing of it, like the timing of Selena and Nicola, just being like besties on social, like it's just all.
1: Weird. Oh, I hope we get more updates in the case.
0: I oh, mean, which case? Her Myrna?
1: father's lawsuit. Oh.
2: <laughs> I mean, people do really feel like they want to like come. I feel like Taylor gets come for a lot, and like. Selena somewhat, although I feel like Selena has a almost better reputation than Taylor in terms of like people, you know, more universally being more pro her. Like Selena to me has like a bigger army than Haley and Taylor. Maybe
1: I actually think Selena might be more like she's less polarizing. She's I I would say Selena has more relatable. If you could add up the points of everyone who likes Selena in the world, her points of people who like her would be higher than Taylor's. But Taylor, I think, has a more diehard, like, core crew.
0: I think Selena has the sl- selenator, salinator. I don't know how to say that word, Jordana. You're a selenator. Selenator. I think <laughs> I think they're hardcore.
1: They are. but Especially I also the think-
0: selenators who were there for sel- Selena and Justin. But wait, I-, I thought of something else. Kylie is also invested in this because Taylor and Kim Okay, we're feuding H. Good Point. True. For a while. Like maybe it's less now because I think obviously it was Kanye, not really Kim. But there was a time. There was a moment in time when they they were hating each other. So like maybe Kylie is here on the defense of her fam.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I didn't realize Kylie and Haley were friends enough to be like FaceTiming casually.
0: Uh, yeah, I thought Kendall was BFF with Hailey. Well,
1: maybe maybe Kendall and Kylie are like back and it's all like sister friends again. Maybe, maybe. they're back in that. Right. But it is funny when you think about it because now I'm thinking like about in terms of their fandoms and their talent and just the the talent on the Taylor and Selena side, even if you just – Nicola brings zero,
2: mm-hmm. it
1: still like triples well, the Hailey, Kylie, De- Kendall side. <laughs> Right, who are, like, pretty much almost pure
2: Nepo, I think, generally. They're
1: they're not even pure Nepo. When you think about the fact that they're fighting with, like, makeup, that actually just (laughs) makes it even more clear, because literally all these people do is apply makeup on the internet. Right. When you think about what they offer.
2: But you, you see the aesthetic, at least of, like, Selena versus Haley, and, like, to me, it's interesting how differentiated they've made made themselves from each other in terms of like how they want to be seen by the internet like Haley is very much the like effort like she wants to look like incredible and effortless in every photo and Selena is much more about that like like I saw she, i liked she put up the picture of herself and she like it's looks unedited and you know she doesn't have perfect skin and she's like trying to very much do the like real angle and it's very it seems almost. I don't know subtly or blatantly as a reaction to the like Haley aesthetic, which a lot of girls are into.
0: Oh, totally. And also, her Selena's makeup line is also doing well. I was about to say Selena's also has a makeup line. Selena's makeup line is as a very starkly different brand than like Kylie's and Haley's. (laughs) So this conversation makes me like really question my life. But (laughs) no, but here's the thing: like,
1: it it only seems dumb because we're talking about like feminine shit. But like, actually, we're talking about huge businesses.
0: Right. But they're different because like I feel like Rare Beauty is about like inclusivity and it's about like, yeah, being natural. But quality, this is also an ad for Rare Beauty, um, for quality products, because I've, I've noticed that when I like I think I bought something of hers. Whereas Haley's feels like I just want to like be cool. And it's Kylie's like just wanna... is just oh, makeup. You know, it's just cheaper type of vibe. I'm putting on a lot of makeup.
1: Yeah. I you know, think it's, I think it's really very interesting because when you think about it, like Selena's Selena launched her makeup line off of her singing career and her sort of holistic celebrity. Kylie made herself more legitimate from basically like copying a formula for a makeup. And so did Haley because if you think about what people said about Haley, there's like nothing she was bringing to the table. But now she has this ma- this skincare company, and right. that's her like business. How she's going to be taken seriously? So she's not just like a high level influencer. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's very interesting. Taylor Swift should now start a makeup line, and that would be the way to to complete this to complete this feud.
0: I can see it. I actually also, can't see Taylor starting. Sa- Selena didn't delete her Instagram. She just posted 49 minutes ago. Of, did you see these pictures of her and a fish?
1: Short break? No. No, we've been, we've been recording for 49 minutes.
0: You're right. She posted like a very interesting angle of herself, which I'm like, I have a newfound love for her. <laughs> Let me see. It's in a slideshow.
1: OK. She, she, she broke her silence while we were on this podcast.
0: Was it this really breaking it? No, Selena. two days ago she posted. I
1: see what you mean. She's definitely like, oh, I picked this one with a double chin on purpose. Yeah. But like, good for her. Who gives a shit? This is the thing. She looks like she's having fun. That's all that matters.
0: In a picture posted on February 22nd, she looks very hot. She says, I deleted this one time. I deleted this one time because I thought maybe it was too much, but eh. And then she wrote taking a break from social February 22nd. But like today is Mar- th- March 2nd. <laughs> oh, saying she,
2: goes, she goes on and off, which I think is actually like kind of nice because she's like, OK, like I sometimes you just need a week off because it's like too much. Yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be like this huge thing that she's saying is good. I'm never coming back.
0: Yeah. Like, also a, like a day off the- of social is, is a really long time <laughs> considering yeah. how often we close and reopen these apps.
1: It's interesting because this photo, the one of her where she on February, her photo from February 22nd, Exhibit A, this is, this one has been memed everywhere, if you've noticed. What is the meme? Just people have been like overlaying it with like their, you know, when people put like words on it, like me, my dog, you know, and you're like sipping your dog. I don't fucking know.
0: Ugh. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. I have a feeling this is not the end. We're going to see more unfold in the girl world.
1: I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Selena is in Only Murders in the Building with Meryl fucking Streep. So I think we know um, which side of this this feud is...
0: Meryl, yeah. Steve Martin, Martin Short. She could not... She could get an Emmy. Or did she already? Yeah. I, think she was um, I don't
1: think she got an Emmy. But ni- the Nicola friendship, I really... <laughs> Yeah, I need, I, need, I need answers there.
2: And I mean, I do think I also do think it's nice that Selena goes that like very unpolished look. I think it is good for like her 392 million followers to get a little bit more of like a less posed, airbrushed, whatever. Like, I do think that's she's doing good. Yeah, like on February 1st, way.
1: she posted a very like purposely posted a picture with her with a very obvious pimple yes. that most people would Haley would never. Here's the thing is that like Haley and Selena and Nicola too, they do seem like they have fun and that they're friends and that they sort of gas each other up. The Haley, Kylie, Kendall crew feels like they're the mean girls in the sorority. Right. Who really, and as a former mean girl in the sorority, I can say that. Yes. And who are who are just like,
2: I don't know. They're just not that talented. They're just look at the draw.
1: That's why they have to be mean because they know deep down that they're just not offering that much.
2: Yeah. Like Haley got this skincare line Because she knows skin so well
1: No it's like she has It's like here let me teach you How to have these amazing genetics That I was born
0: with (laughs) Um, Right Selena's picture from January 17th (laughs) Says everything It's a black and white photo With Meryl Steve Martin Paul Rudd And Martin Short I think And they're all having fun On one couch So I think That says everything apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Rider jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now.
2: Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5x as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Betches20. Just go to n u u l y dot com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code Betches twenty and sign up to get twenty dollars off your first month. That's n u u l y dot com newly with two U's and use code Betches twenty. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Sammy, can you tell us about this thing where uh, where Prince Harry is going to add another chapter to what <laughs> you said was an already very long. <laughs> handwritten book
1: oh my god i saw this i was like can he fucking not they just can't they just can't stop
0: i uh, that's a song right i just can't stop okay i don't want to
1: um i don't want to subject anyone to this i only know what has been reported which is that harry wants to add another um chapter to his book it's in the works (laughs) A source revealed to page six that the Duke of Sussex is already planning to add at least one new chapter to the paperback version, out later this year or early next, when the hardcover sales have ended. They added that readers are eager to know Harry and his wife's feelings about the royal backlash they've suffered after the airing of their Netflix doc and the publication of it's, Spare.
0: It's like the official way of saying people have been asking. <laughs> a lot of people have been
1: asking. <laughs> it's the revenue generating way of saying a lot of people have been it's like continuation of the
0: privacy tour
1: It's Lex- like fo- it's like posting an affiliate link but respectable <laughs>
0: Lex Nico posted this, and I really agree hardcore. She was like, I usually defend them, but like, I really can't anymore. It was like screenshots of basically Harry going on the late night show, I think, right? He, I don't even know what he was talking about. And then there's paparazzi photos of Meghan and Harry stepping out and going into a restaurant. And Lex Nico is writing like, they just want to be in Hollywood. Like, that was always the goal. They want to be these celebs that are paparazzi'd that's why the worldwide privacy tour is hilarious. And so on point it's because it like is true. They just want to be celebrities mm-hmm. and not the, on their own terms and not like just select famous for, and having this like contract with press on the, on the other side of the pond. They want
1: to be like, and this doesn't apply to Megan, but like upscale nepo babies, <laughs> Harry would be the nepo baby there. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like they want to be like the Angelina Jolie version of a Nepo baby, like U.N. ambassadors doing good all over the world. <laughs> good point. Carol like <laughs> A journalist. Um, oh, no. but oh, I think. Sorry, go on. I, I, okay, by the way, Lex Nico, one of our hosts of Crown Jewels with Bravo historian, AKA Samantha Bush, they host Crown Jewels, which is Betra's royal podcast. It's so interesting. I love that podcast. I really love talking about royal shit. I'm sorry for the people who I know don't love it. But I do want to add that as this is happening, Harry and Meghan have been forced to formally vacate their Frogmore cottage in the UK. They were so, like, evicted. They thought, were evicted. Do they not live there anymore, though? They don't technically live there, but like, their stuff, they like Let's get your shit out. Your they technically like had a claim on it, and are now they, they don't anymore. Is it in storage at like a storage facility? <laughs> in the Manhattan UK? storage, storage. Are
2: they, are they being Are they being sponsored by Roadway Moving? And they're leaving <laughs> um <Clutter>. Frogmore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is there a U-Haul that could that could take you to California? You know,
2: I like how it says it's, they said uh, our producers say that Charles permanently kicked. um... Them out. I feel like Charles is on like a cleaning house. Like uh he's oh, just yeah. like everybody out of here. Like he's very going very like principal no, Andrew's moving on in. Everyone,
1: I will keep you here until four. Uh, but Andrew's moving in, so <laughs> it's Andrew like Andrew is moving is he? in. I thought he kicked him. Oh, out. I thought he kicked him out. He already. kicked him out of a different. He kicked him out of Kensington Palace.
0: Okay, so so he he's getting downgraded.
1: Buckingham. Yes. No,
0: Frogmore. Frogmore. Oh, he gets the cottage. It was the dilapidated
2: cottage that Harry <laughs> wrote about in
1: his book, right? <laughs> not caught is the bad one. The Frogmore is the better one. Okay. So so it's 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 their second, it's the place they moved in after they Not Caught was too small cuz Oprah was like, "How do you even stand in here with these ceilings?"
0: Oh, Not Caught so was the one from the into documentary. Frogmore.
1: And now and now I guess they're being kicked out of Frogmore and Andrew's being moved into Frogmore because Andrew was kicked out of,
0: kicked out Oh my um, God. This is not a college. (laughs) Kensington.
1: So where are
2: they going to stay
1: when they come to visit? No, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Andrew was kicked out of Buckingham Palace where he's been living for decades. Now he's living in Frogmore. Okay. So where are Harry and Meghan
2: supposed to stay when they come visit? At like a Marriott? hotel.
1: (laughs) The Hilton? (laughs) Get your Bonvoy points, bitches. You got a lot of cross, you got, you know. Seriously. I
2: mean, what would you say, like, over under on, like, the percent chance that Harry gets, like, a minor role in some movie or TV show in the next two or three
1: years? I I, I could see it not in, like, a movie or TV show, but something Hollywood-related.
0: Do you think okay. that Megan's going to act again?
1: Not for five years. <laughs>
0: well... It's kind of like what else is Harry gonna do
2: if not just write more memoirs talking shit about his family? Like, what are his actual talents now that he's now that he's written the book? I have an idea. He's done the Netflix documentary. Like, what is next for Harry himself, talent-wise?
1: Harry is gonna sit on boards of of foundations where they're gonna pay him stupid retainers to exist and to call attention to their charities. So
2: he's basically gonna be. Instead of doing that for the Royals, which is basically what he used to do, he's just going to do that for American
1: charities. That's my prediction. Like, wasn't his... Isn't the Royals' job mostly... He also might be on boards of businesses, like social, like positive social impact businesses. I could see him getting paid some handsome sums to do that. I could see him getting paid to like... I see him as someone who's going to be like a retainer collector to put his name on stuff and people will just pay him. Licensing him
2: himself out. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Like a like a high level influencer,
2: like a high level <laughs> Carl Radke. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the just, face. Maybe he'll be the face of, Lover face Boy. of Loverboy. He's... <laughs> we, we could hire him to be the face of Faux Pas. What are we doing?
0: Oh my <sighs> god. He yeah. He's just gonna license his like approval out. He's gonna be like Harry likes this. It would be
1: such a good Super Bowl commercial where he's like making fun of his faux pas with his family and all of his faux pas with like the Royals, and it's like drink faux pas because it's amazing
2: oh my god you just did the we, can, commercial. But we can make him his own specialized can where this you know it's like red listen Whoa, what would his drink be an old-fashioned probably um
1: Something. a dirty harry oh
2: this good dirty on. harry is sensitive. look we've
1: already we've already <laughs> developed a dirty the product hair? harry all you have to do is sign on the and, dotted line
2: and secondary notes
1: of uh of not speaking to your whole family <laughs> The bitterness of attending your grandmother's funeral and everyone making fun of you. Dark and stormy. <laughs> All right, Harry. We look. We got your
0: next job. We you are your PR chapter. people. What? We are his PR people.
1: Honestly, like I really do believe that I could direct his PR strategy. <laughs>
0: Best oh, oh my God! I forgot. I've been saving this juicy information for you guys. It's not even what? juicy or information. Okay. I had a dream the other night. <laughs> it was vivid. I I was walk, I was doing something. I get a phone call, and vivid. it says it's it's from London. I'm like, what kind of um bullshit? Who's is this a sales call? I pick it up, and it goes, "Ma'am," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like we have something and it mumbles for you. And I answer and I'm like, my God, I was like, just couldn't decide if it was William or Harry. And then it turns (laughs) out that it's Harry and Megan asking (laughs) for advice about their PR strategy. (laughs) Literally, this is like a lead PR machine. Monday night. And I like, I'm like, both shocked and can't wait to tell you guys, but also giving them like real, I'm like, you guys have to lay low. Just keep laying low for now. You just can't help yourself. And I'm gonna be honest, like I am part of the problem. I talk about you on my podcast, but here's the thing. I, like literally this is, I had a full on conversation with Harry and Megan in my dream. And I was so excited to tell you, and I can't believe I forgot until right now. Maybe they're now. listening That's and, you, funny.
1: and you're telling them now.
0: It was so real lay low Harry and Megan it, it was lay even low. like I had the secretary answer the phone they're like ma'am I have this <laughs> one for you <laughs> Mr.
2: and Mrs. Windsor
0: yeah but I think it. but then in my head I was That's like nice. wait was that just Harry just making a voice for some for an, a fake assistant it was oh, so good <laughs> <It could've been.
2: laughs> you think, dude, Harry's total or Harry or Megan I'm not both of them are probably the type to like pretend to be their own assistant yeah, yeah, on the phone
0: yeah yeah for sure <laughs> or via email <laughs> excuse me <Right.
2: laughs> i harry personal assistant at gmail.com uh email that he uses for press outreach yahoo
1: yahoo
2: <laughs>
0: yahoo oh god <laughs> like Naomi. so good yes anyway who well, are we sending to the Caymans this week
1: um alec oh we...
0: duh. Duh, uh, yeah duh, duh, no he duh. shouldn't be there i think we should no he needs to go there. to jail it found guilty um beyond reasonable doubt what about um, buster okay Buster. Oh, nope. buster he's buster, not on yeah. trial
2: and he deserves some sort of punishment i agree i agree he was out there gambling in the Hamptons not on the Hamptons in Vegas
0: yeah they were like laundering their money
2: <laughs> yeah all right Buster Murdoch is uh is his is going and out there
0: in, so yeah. yeah I
1: think he should be in basic economy though
0: okay yeah he can in the, in the back where it doesn't recline yeah next to a screaming baby <laughs> and without and and he has to check his bag because there's no room left and there's also no, <laughs> no wi-fi
1: or okay. our entertainment on this flight, it's okay. it's broken.
0: This is this is what you get, Buster.
2: <laughs> All right, well that's it for this week's episode of the At Batches Podcast. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. You can follow me at Aileen
1: and follow me at Sammy. Please leave us a rating and a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. We love hearing from you, and we will be back next week on the At Batches Podcast.
0: At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmakat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at betches.com. Betches.